Welcome to another message from Squim Community Church. For more information about our church, meeting times, and location, visit squimcommunitychurch.org. Good morning, church. I'll be reading a very familiar passage from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14 in the New Living Translation. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Thank you, Nancy. So, when we take this passage at face value, we're, we're struck by a very negative emotion. The angels of the Lord show up, and the shepherds were what? They were fearful. Now, fear is not something we associate with Christmas unless we're headed to our in-laws and we forgot their Christmas present. But fear is exactly how they felt. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord uh, that glory surrounded them. They were what? They were terrified. They were terrified. Hmm. They might have been terrified because that's something they've never seen before. They might have been terrified in terms of being in the, the presence of something that is clearly a God event. And perhaps they feel a, a little unworthy. They're terrified. They're afraid. And of course, the angel of the Lord tells him, don't, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not here to kill you. I'm here to give you good news. No, don't be afraid. Ah, fear, it's a true emotion. Most of the fear we experience is not helpful to us. You know, a little fear is motivating. There are certain things that we, well, we ought to be afraid of. But most of the time, fear is false evidence appearing to be real. See, it's false. It's, it's not real. It really is how we interpret it. And when we're interpreting a, an event, well, one thing does lead to another, right? You, you have that, uh, that initial triggering event, and then you have an emotional response about it. 
Then have you noticed you, you kind of carry on an internal conversation with yourself? Right? <laughs> should, right? Should I run and hide? Should I run to it? And that is often determined by our emotional response. And then, and then finally, after our inner dialogue, we choose a response, a direction that we're going to head. Now, the truth of this passage is that God is here. Wow. Is that a, a question mark for you? Is that a, an exclamation for you? I think it, it depends. It depends in part how you see God. It depends in part what you've heard. Well, I heard Romans 3.23. For everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yikes! When we experience God, when we've had a God moment, how do we, how do we respond to that? Do, do we respond like the shepherds? Oh no, God has shown up. What am I going to do? Am I going to run and hide? Can I run and hide? I know how some people respond. When God shows up in their life, it scares the hell out of them. Well, not enough. But they don't see that as a good thing. Man, they, they stay away from a church. They don't even like Christmas. They're not sure. They know inside of themselves that they fall short of God's glorious ideal and he's going to get me. Well, isn't that how the, the shepherds responded? They were afraid. They, they weren't sure whether they were going to make it out of there alive. And what we need to hear is the same thing that the shepherds heard. That God is here to help. God is not here to, uh, to condemn that the birth of Jesus Christ is not a condemnation to us or the world, just the opposite. It is good news. Good news. At John 3, 16 and 17. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save it through him. See, God came to be for us, not against us. See, Jesus coming... And in his coming, we're actually able to know the real God. 
the real God, not, not the God of our imagination or our fears and apprehensions. Right? What, do, what comes to mind first when you think of God? Is that a good thing? Is it a, a bad thing? Is it an indifferent thing? It is it a, a, a picture that wants to bring the God of the Bible into sharp clarity, or, or are we trying to make it fuzzy so that we, we can discount it and, and hide from it? Now, I know some people have a bad view of God. I, I was raised in a tradition where I Seriously, I was afraid of God, and it did scare the hell out of me. I wanted to get into heaven because I, I was afraid. I was afraid. And some people believe that God is a cosmic cop. He, he just can't wait to write a ticket get even with you, make you pay for all those shortcomings in your life. Others think God is very indifferent. Oh no, he, he's a far off God. He's very uncaring and, and, and he's kind of this supreme being so we really can't, you know, we, we really can't get to know him. And we kind of wash that over with the idea that somehow the universe is in charge. Hmm. Is God far off and uncaring? Yeah, that's not what we learn in our passage today, do we? We, we learn just the opposite, that, that God truly cares about us. How do you see God? Here's a list for you. If you want to know the real God of the Bible, then you realize that this God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, all-loving. You know, it's funny we don't always get to that last one. Let's see. God is all-knowing. Ooh-ooh. That means he knows everything bad about me. And so, when God shows up, I feel like I need to run and hide. Because uh, he, he knows all the bad inside of me. And he's clearly all-powerful. I, I mean, the last time I checked, he's way more in charge of things than I am. Hmm. And if he's so powerful, which he is, what do I do when he wants to turn that power against me? Hmm. I can't get away from him, so I guess it doesn't do any good to run and hide. At least that's how the shepherds responded. They were, they were startled. You ever notice how you can't run when you're startled? Oh, there's, there's a moment after that that you experience a fight or flight. 
But when you're truly startled, you're, you're neutral, you're stuck. It's only after that that we, we decide whether we can run and hide from God, which we know we can't. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I believe that we have to wrestle through the, well, our negative implications of the character and nature of God before we really get down to the love part. In, in fact, I, I know people have trouble reconciling the natures of God. Gee, if he's, he, he, he's so in control and he's everywhere and, and he's loving, then why do we have all of this evil in the world? Man, that's a great question. In fact, that, that might be one of the best questions. It's way better than how many angels will fit on the head of a pin. What is God all about in our world, in my world? And he says, you started out in pure love and at the end of the day in eternity you'll end up in all love. Right? Heaven is a place of goodness, beauty, and truth. And as we see them in this world, they become signposts to eternity. Yeah, and it's true. We don't experience them all the time or even in their pure form. But every once in a while, somewhat regularly, we experience that. But then there's all the all the evil in the world. Wow, what we can do to one another as human beings, it's, it's staggering. It's staggering. How we can influence another person in such a negative way, hurt them, shame them. We'd even say, well, it's not really my nature to do that. And, and ultimately, it's not. It's not the nature that God created. But now, we're not in the garden any longer. And now, good things happen and bad things happen. We do good things and, oh... We fall short of God's glorious ideal. And there is a truth there. If we can't admit that we do, then it's hard to admit that we could use some help. Help in our own life, help in how we really see God, how we respond to him. Now, somebody said it's really good that God showed up as a baby. He's a lot less scary that way. See, as we read on in the passage, the fear of the shepherds, well, the angels are pointing them to joy. 
Do not be afraid, the angel said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. And the big question is, is, has it brought joy to you? See, Jesus came to move us from fear to joy. From being dead spiritually to being alive. John knows. Listen to what he says. This is real love. Not that we, not that we love God, but that he loves us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Yeah, real love is sacrifice, isn't it? In fact, I'd, I'd challenge you. Where has there really been love in your life as you've expressed it that it didn't have some sacrifice in it? Right? If you, if you want to see the most beautiful vistas in life, what must you do? Well, you could get in a helicopter if you're really rich and fly up there. But you know what we have to do? We have to do the hike. We have to put in the effort. We have to sweat a little bit. In fact, we might even hurt a little bit. But seeing that vista, it just makes up for all of it. See, knowing God's love, it, it makes up for all of it. It does give us a hope. Gives us hope. Gives us hope in relationships with others. It gives us hope in the future. See, the coming of Jesus Christ enables us to know the God we believe. I will often say that. You know, do you, do you know the God you believe in? And it does get back to how you view God, what you believe about God. What we learn in this Christmas narrative, in the midst of the amazing announcement, the terrified emotions, the gift of joy, the declaration that a, a baby Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord is born in Bethlehem and you will find him in a cave and he will not be wrapped in a royal robe. A common birth strips of cloth, hay for a bed. All is all of that is, is so that we would know that love and understand that, that that knowledge and that power and that presence is actually for our good. It's, it's wonderful, it's heavenly that God doesn't keep that to himself. But he shares that with us. 
Yeah, we can know God. But part of the Christmas narrative is, is to realize there are a few things to know. Yes, God loves you and God does have a plan and a purpose for you and it is good, even in a bad world. Even when we do bad. Now, I believe some people think they have to know more than they really need to know. Man, I, I, I knew very little when I became a Christian. Man, I didn't even know whether the, the, the spiritual ball was pumped or stuffed. But we do need to know that God loves us and he, he has better in store for us. We do have to realize that, you know, the fact is, is we're not perfect. We have fallen short of God's glorious ideal. And that has created a separation between us and God. And what's amazing is almost no one disagrees with that truth. Oh, a few do, but they are, they are in the minority, not the majority. And through God's forgiveness, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we can be in relationship with God. We can, we can know that love and we can know it for all eternity. And it's true, it's a, an all-knowing love. It's a powerful love. Thank God it's an ever-present love. And it's an unconditional love. See, the, the response of the shepherds and of us is, well, what are we going to do about it? Now, I'm like you if a whole bunch of angels showed up, right? If Jesus stood at the end of my bed, yeah, I've seen angels show up. I, I haven't seen Jesus at the end of my bed. But when I've been in bed, I have heard him. I've heard him speak to me. We got to believe we can't know everything, right? We don't know everything about anything. John 1, 12. But to all who believe in him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. I believe something we all yearn for in this world. And, and not just in the, the, the Christian world. I think, I think that's true, universal to humanity. See, one of the things that we realize in the Christmas story is God makes the first move. He's the one that comes and declares his arrival on this planet. In fact, it's funny to think about. Do you know that the wise men couldn't come before Jesus came? 
Oh, they knew. They knew the stars. They, they weren't astronomers. They were astrologers. And they could tell in the stars that the king was coming. But see, the, the stars weren't right until his birth occurred. Yeah, it, it's, it becomes right because God initiates in us. He stands at the door and knocks at our soul. I love it. He calls our name. Right? He's not just going door to door. Now, he's picked out our address, our door. He knows our name, right? He's Googled us. And he comes and gives us the greatest invitation we will ever receive. Just open the door. Right? He's a loving God. He does not kick down the door of our soul. And he doesn't say, throw the door wide open. He just says, just open it a crack. Just a crack. He'll do the rest. Let's pray. Lord, it's true that it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's hard to be afraid of a baby unless you're a first-time parent. And it, we're thankful that you came with an announcement that we don't need to be afraid. But just the opposite. What we have always been looking for in life has arrived. And, and we're so thankful for that. We're so thankful that you correct our, our, our misthinking about who you are, our caricatures of who you are that you speak and act through our, our efforts to diminish and diffuse the truth and the reality of your arrival. Lord, we're thankful that you choose us and that to be chosen by you in our belief and acceptance of you, that we do become your children, and to be a part of your family is a forever family. What eternity will be like. Wow. Yeah, that's worth celebrating. Celebrating this Christmas season. Celebrate each and every day. Lord, thank you for your, your all-knowing, all-powerful, all-everywhere, unconditional love and we pray these things in your name amen